is actually, I believe, the first time I've seen the set. Really? Oh, because you I only to listen to the show. I don't watch it. Oh, this is what it looks like. So. Yeah, this is where. <laughs> I was happy to see uh, the old kickboxer back here. Oh yeah, this. So you, so you listen to the show? You're one of those people. Yeah, that's oh. me. I do the MP3. You know what? There's nothing visual going on about the show, so I don't see why people watch it. Uh, I'm nothing great about looking at me. Uh, there's nothing visually interesting about what we do. We don't do graphics, but um, and it's all talk. So, like, what are you people downloading this giant video file for? It's a waste of time. Nothing special is going to happen. The only time I feel like I'm missing out is when you guys are at cons or something. We do Super Action Man and so that. Uh, yeah, I actually went on YouTube and found Super Action Man because I wanted to see what was. Yeah, so stupid. Why were people so freaked out about this? <laughs> Would you freak and, out uh, if you were met with a loincloth in a dark no. alley? You've seen that before be many okay. times. Yeah. Um, no, um, we got a lot of stuff planned for Comic Con this year. Um, Gilmore is going to have his own little segment, and uh, you're going to have to watch to find out what it is. But uh, if you know Gilmore and you, you do know Gilmore, uh, you'll be very troubled to see this new bit. And uh, I don't know. I, I want to try out a couple more characters. I think Sam is great, but like, come on. It's time to do some other stuff too, you know? Any, uh, Grow any hints up. about where you're going to take it from here? Any ideas yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got plenty of ideas. Uh, it's just a matter of like, can I do it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Super Action Man's easy because like I can just go into the bathroom and change it. But like, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you probably can't get away with less than Super Action Man. I won't do less. Uh, it has to be verbally more offensive. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's up, guys? This is Geekscape episode seventy-five. Uh, it's kind of a you know, it's a it's a milestone number. That's yeah, a good round number. It's we like got three quarters. Will K from the forums is here. Uh, over the next hour, we're going to be talking movies, video games, and comic books. That's what we do here. We're the podcast that loves to talk and talk and talk to make up for its visual, uh, you know, lack of anything interesting going on. But if you're interested in that stuff, you're going to be loving the conversation. We've got reviews of three films uh, this week. We've got to talk about the big events in comic books and a little bit of video games. Will admitted to me that video games aren't really his forte. Uh, there hasn't really been anything that interesting. Of course, next week we got this big uh, Metal Gear Solid we can talk about. But for now, uh, let's just do regular business. Uh, Will has been listening to us from the beginning, but he just moved out to California over this past summer. He's been in here a year. Uh, yes. What do you think about Los Angeles? A year. Um, You've been here a year. How do you feel? I like it a lot, actually. Um, I'm from an extremely small town in Kentucky. And it's really nice, uh, very friendly people, uh, kind of everyone knows everyone sort of place, mm-hmm. but uh, not a lot to do. Very pretty scenery, right? but nothing going on. Like, if I wanted to see a movie, it's like a 45-minute drive for me. Good God. If I wanted to see a movie that's not, like, mainstream, wide release, hour and a half, maybe two. Oof. So, now I live, like, right next to the Landmark. You do? Which the, is the Landmark's a great theater. I've and, never uh, had a bad experience at the Landmark. <coughs> no, me neither. And I, uh, I get to see all these things that I... Could never see elsewhere Like hookers And crossdressers and Exactly trainers. Pimps yelling at their hose You know the guy Who hangs out at Robertson and 3rd In Beverly Hills uh, Right next to Beverly Hills And he's on roller skates He's a crossdressing guy With a uh, beard No I don't uh, Robertson and 3rd Right there um, Like just Like two blocks south Of New Line mm-hmm. uh, Lori used to live over there And whenever I would Sometimes I would take 3rd To get over there From Los Feliz And at 3rd and Robertson There's a guy with a beard who roller skates at that intersection and wears like hot pink, like gymnastics uniform, and he's a he's a homeless guy. So like a spandex so sort of. 
Yeah, uh, sort of like a spandex jazzercise type thing. And uh, he hangs out, he checks his hair in the uh, mirror or in the windows. And uh, that's the kind of shit I think in Kentucky you get your ass beat for. Oh, you without know? a doubt. Like you would definitely be hanging from a tree. It's not a, not the most tolerant place in the world. So, uh... like, you know, you're a year into this. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, stuff like that you got to look out for. And the guitar guy in Santa Monica, the guy who has the key, the guitar, and he follows you either. also on roller skates. No. I've seen so. the guy at Venice Beach on roller skates who has the guitar. That's him. Okay, That's him. He he's goes like sun. Yeah, he goes as far north as Santa Monica. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Okay, that, th- he has an album out. I've seen him every time I've gone to Venice Beach. Yeah, like every time someone comes in from out of town, that's where we go. To, like, hey, look you at want you want, yeah you want to show them that and like with that and then now always, they think you're queer. Yeah, well, me. <laughs> people back home exactly. don't understand you. People people talk a lot of shit about LA. Like they uh, do. I actually. I had very low expectations when I came here, because everyone says it's like too crazy. Uh, traffic's really bad. People are um, uh, facetious. Yes, very uh, surface oriented. Very fake. Yeah. Very uh, yeah. What do you what do you what do you think? I mean, have you had a lot? You know, a year in, have you had? You know, that's not the truth, is it? No, I would say not at all. Um, I I live right next to where I work, so I have no problem driving. Right. right. Um, People are really friendly here. Like, I often get in conversations with strangers um, just about whatever's going on. You're going to get your hillbilly ass stabbed, is just what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> okay. in all honesty, like, uh, don't be doing that. You'll get killed. Well, no, I, I okay. do that all the fucking time. Uh, <laughs> they usually think I'm the crazy one, you know? Um, but I do come on a little strong, uh, and it's okay. Um, but yeah, LA is a great place, it's manageable. You just have to find your LA. That's what I tell right. people. If you do try and do everything, it's gonna fucking wear you out. You're gonna end up lost and alone, giving hand jobs in a car in a motel six parking lot. But if you do, you know, you're, what you're comfortable with. Wait, that's not what you're supposed to be. <laughs> well, I don't date actresses. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't do. You know what I mean? Like you, you, like if we're in the industry, you're in the industry. I am. I'm in the industry. A lot of people get caught up with uh, playing the game. I'm in a really sort of laid back area of the industry. Right. Though. Um, Special effects graphics, Yeah I should so. say I'm an animator mm-hmm. So I'm I'm an animator And our company Is like the subcontractor Right So someone's making a movie And they need someone else To do effects They hire our company As a whole to do those Well Rhythm and Hughes Gets a lot of huge accounts Yeah that's like, true uh, Usually if, if, if a movie Is looking like It can't do all The special effects Internally Rhythm and Hughes Is usually one of the first Names that pop up As taking on a lot of the work Right Um and I mean that's what they specialize in. That's what right. they. That's what they do. But it's not like. Uh, you don't have Sony has trying to pick Sony up on ImageWorks, you. and we're very separate. Did you see that that interview that we did with Scott Stockdike at ImageWorks, the guy who did Spider-Man three and two? Oh uh, yeah. Is he one of your heroes? <laughs> do you have heroes? Mm-hmm. Like I have my directors who I'm like, oh man, I gotta go see everything he makes. Right. Um, uh, no, do, I do think... you have your guys who are like, oh, okay, if he's doing the FX on this movie, I want to see it. Uh, not as much um, I think a lot of people Want to eventually be directors mm-hmm. I think everyone And, and you do town. as well Oh yeah So, so why, why wouldn't I Well I, I, I don't know you, um, I mean you may like the craftsman I mean who are the animators That you enjoy Like Brad Bird People, uh, people right. of that nature And uh, um, So like uh, It's the obvious choice But pretty much anything Pixar makes right. Has been solid gold Up to now Especially the Brad Bird Features um, he, He's on another level uh, Incredibles is my favorite movie ever. Like, wow, I, I love that movie. It's definitely my favorite animated movie. 
and it's uh, and it's not just because of the animation. Like the animation looks great, and the effects, like the water and the hair and the clothes, all look sure. top notch. But uh, he just does such a good job of getting a story, and he gets his animators to really get the characters acting. It's not like they're just moving around the screen; they're motivated from inside, you know. And uh, you kind of forget that you're watching an animated movie, mm-hmm. and you're just watching a movie. You're yeah. seeing a story. So let's segue into uh, our first movie review because you're right. Pixar every every time at bat, I feel like they've knocked it out of the park. Some people right. may not have enjoyed Cars or this or that, but I right. really like Cars. Um, like even as like not the best Pixar, <laughs> it's still really good. Oh yeah, I mean from another studio, it would be the best thing that they put out. Right. Uh, so DreamWorks started their animation division. We have Blue Sky over uh, working with Fox doing uh, their films. The biggest ones that they've done are the Ice Age movies, right? Uh, and of course, DreamWorks. You know them with the Shrek movies. Both of those franchises, Ice Age is fine. Shrek, I just didn't like from the beginning because their humor, like the jokes that they did, the, right. were just so dated. Mm-hmm. They just date the movie. They yeah. feel like the equivalent of like an epic movie type of joke. I really liked the first Shrek uh-huh. when it came out. I, probably in high school at that point. Sure. And going back now, it doesn't hold up as well as. Stories that don't rely on right. all the pop culture references. It's, it, I mean, I just don't understand what, how you would do that to something that you know is going to live on forever on video with kids sitting down in front of a TV getting raised by the VCR. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you were a kid, all I could watch was fucking Disney movies. You know, my mom knew yeah. that if you know she wanted to just have me doing something other than annoying mm-hmm. her, she just sit me down in front of the TV and put in Pinocchio, put in. Well, Dumbo's only ninety minutes. Long. <laughs> Dumbo's really short; it's like sixty minutes long. But, um, but those movies are timeless. Uh, why would you do that to a fr- like to a, right. something like that? Why would you and, make it such a? And then something like Finding Nemo is again timeless because it's just a good story with right. good characters. It's not based on jokes where you have to know something else. So finally, DreamWorks came out with this movie, which I, for all reasons, thought was not going to be uh, very fun. Which was this Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. And uh, DreamWorks Animation did it I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of the film um, And uh, it's got Jack Black Playing the lead role of this uh, Panda who is it, it, You know he works for his dad at a noodle place And uh, You have this whole story You know you've got all these um, These different animals of course Inhabiting right. the world And it's in China And one of the big things is they're going to elect a, a new uh, dragon warrior. And what the dragon warrior has to do is have this dragon scroll protect it. And it's threatened by this, uh, this villain who's imprisoned. Mm-hmm. But there's a threat that he may break out. It's foretold that he right. might break out. Yeah. So all those things are coming to a head. There's no dragon warrior. You think it's going to be one of these five warriors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Jack Black is the, the kung fu panda. Right. Uh, gets himself elected as dragon warrior. In the worst possible way He's the worst possible candidate But he's the one that's supposed to protect the dragon scroll right. And the, the valley From this horrible force that's just broken out of prison That's the setup. It's steeped in kung fu It's steeped in, uh, in humor Of course Jack Black But this movie was phenomenal Oh it was great It was easily my favorite that DreamWorks has done This movie um, is right up there with a Pixar movie Oh yeah for sure it Okay, I'm not crazy saying no, that not Because I was like this movie is not... Typical of like what we say coming out of any other studio but Pixar. I uh, no, I I went on Friday night and mm-hmm. I missed the first five minutes. Oh, and I was so annoyed that I missed it. After the rest of the movie is so good, I went again on Saturday afternoon. 
Yeah, I was like the first one in the theater. And what you go. missed was that opening uh, that sets the tone oh, so, I'm so well. So glad I went back. This opening is like a Samurai Jack. Did they get the same people who do Samurai Jack to do the opening uh, sequence that just tells the story? It sets the, I think the it's tone. James Baxter okay. did the animation for this. Um, yeah, it looks like Samurai Jack with a really high production uh-huh. value. And and this is the opening credits, and it's and 2D, it really, just beautiful. It's it's great. It's got some uh, language influences. It reminded me of the uh, of kind of how they did the flashback and, and openings for Wind Waker in the Zelda games. Uh, it, just the way that they that they tell the history of the world, and they tell it in this way. And so once the story actually starts, you have all of the groundwork laid for you. I right. mean, this script is so tight. Even the smallest characters have little arcs to them. Yeah. Everybody has a three-dimensionality to them. Uh, and they're all treated seriously. They're not there just to give fart jokes. Right. You know what I mean? They're there because they have goals that you want to see them fulfill. And uh, I can't say enough about this script. Yeah, it was. I think it was written by Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon. They did such a good job of this. Yeah, it and was uh, amazing. And then you add to it the fight sequences, which are exhilarating, even though you're watching animated animals. Right. Like they're, and even like the bad guy, his design is skewed toward the cute side of things. Uh-huh. Like even when he's being menacing, he's, he's a leper. You still kind of want to grab him and rub his head. But uh, the sequence where he's in jail and he's making his escape attempt is one of the coolest sequences I've seen in a live action or animated film ever. I was thinking about it, and you know, uh, like the Shaw Brothers Kung Fu. Yeah. It. A lot of the setups really reminded me of that. There's like a prison where there's a thousand people guarding one guy and he's under all these things and he breaks out. But it's done in a way that even a live action movie can't match just because they can do anything they want and they take good advantage of the medium. In a live action movie would lose credibility. It would lose exactly. tension if you did it because because I mean like like the way they handled this new Indiana Jones, a lot of people complained about just the massive amounts of CGI mm-hmm. and I think it really hurt whatever danger you felt like the characters were in. Right. You and know, like when characters are on wires, a lot of times you can tell they're on wires. Oh, Forbidden Kingdom was so much wire work that I was like, "Come on, you've got mm-hmm. Jackie Chan and Jet Li, two of the greatest martial artists right. in history and you're going to have them do wire work let's just watch them perform as athletes exactly. you know what i mean but with the animated movie they can credibly have them like run up walls or jump from rock to falling rock and uh in the it's athletes amazing. are the storytellers it's, it's it's the animators in the pacing of it cuz every fight scene in this you're into uh right. and a lot of that is is, is because the in between moments you get so much about the characters and what's going on between them. The 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 character that Dustin Hoffman played, this little uh I think he ended up being a um a lemur. And he's what's the master. He? I, didn't even know I think what he was he a was, lemur. Yeah. And, and he and he's the master who's supposed to get Jack Black's character, this panda, and shape him into the dragon warrior. And there's really when you see how pathetic this guy is is, is starting out, uh he's, kind he's of got like, his work cut out for him. He's kind of like a kung fu fanboy. Oh yeah, he, he's a kung fu fanboy who now must save the valley, and uh, and they they model the look of this little lemur off of Chow Yun Fat. It's got they? Well, yeah, looking at it, I'm like, that yeah. is Chow Yun Fat. Like they, they totally took Chow Yun Fat. And now the older master is this old tortoise. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this guy's not going to be able to move, but right. of course he's the greatest warrior of all of them. He's just resting. And the stuff between the two of them was just heartbreaking. It's oh, just, for you're sure. watching this, and you're and you're completely. Emoting with these characters, exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at myself, and, I, and 
I thought I was taking fucking crazy pills. I was like, I cannot. Why am I enjoying this movie as much as I'm enjoying it? And it's not Pixar. Right. And no, they just did a phenomenal job. Like on all aspects. They, they, you know what? They may have hurt themselves because this is the bar by which we're going to judge the rest of what DreamWorks Animation does. And if they can step up like this, they'll be fine. If they can step up within, you know, a little bit of this, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. The one they did before the, that I really liked was Over the Hedge. Which is, I thought that one had its moments. It's really yeah. good, but this one was better. What I really liked about Over the Hedge was Ben Folds' score, like oh, Ben Folds' good. music. I was I was way into that. Uh, yeah, this movie's great. Um, it definitely takes some of the good stuff from Over the Hedge and just takes it on another level. Uh, I yeah, I can't say enough about this movie. And let me tell you how my geek mind works. I'm watching this movie. I'm watching the the Escape from Prison sequence and just so into it. And and this is why I'm hosting a show called Geekscape. This is why uh, you guys look to me uh, as somebody for your opinions. I'm watching it, and this is what I think. <laughs> you know, once I've already taken it all in, and the movie's you know it's incredible and all this, I go. These guys should make the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's literally <laughs> what goes through my mind. That's how I think. Because we, you know, that Super Mario Brothers movie we had, that shit's not Super Mario I've Brothers. I've seen it, yeah. That shit is not Super Mario Brothers. Watching this, watching the way they treated these characters. I would watch that They movie. go from one, one minute they're cuddly and one minute they're ferocious, but at all times you have to take them seriously emotionally. Right. I want to see the Super Mario Brothers characters treated like that. From the from the smallest guy like the Toad characters and the, and the guys who live in the world uh, to our main guy Mario and Luigi, you want to see them treated like that, and you want to see Bowser taken seriously, <laughs> not just the guy who ends up burning his own butt. You know what right. I mean? You want to see him taken seriously, and you want to be like, oh, that's why he's a badass. That's why he's so scary, and that's what they do with this with, with this uh, with this villain. And there is that mm-hmm. moment where you feel for him. Yeah. He softens up a little towards like, the it's end. It's kind of not all his fault that he's so bad. Um, they did a great job writing and animating this movie. Is it okay to ask a question about the end on the podcast? Yeah. You yeah. throw up like a spoiler. Yeah, alert yeah, or something? yeah. I, I, I can. Uh, I, uh, guys, he's about to ask a question about the end of the film. Um, right. So if you haven't seen the movie, cover your ears and your eyes. If you've seen it. Because he's going to pantomime it. Right. Um, at the end, when a Jack. Does Jack Black just flippantly kill the bad guy? He does his move His skadoosh move And yeah. then it explodes And there's never like the most You don't see him You don't see him getting taken care uh, taken off You don't, you don't You never see him again You never see a body But you also don't see him like Carted back off to jail Exactly Like I know a lot of Especially things that are sort of Geared toward children There's always Something to let you right. know That he's not dead And what I thought was going to happen Was I thought he was going Because you see him soften up A little bit earlier mm-hmm. I thought he was ultimately Going to see the 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 lesson learned Right You know um, Which had to do with the scroll And I thought he was going to see the wisdom in it And I thought he was going to come full circle And and be a good guy But No I mean but He's I, just gone He's just gone That's the one loose end that I thought and, that movie had And it was kind of weird Because he's just like Ha 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 Pow Skadoosh He makes a funny sound effect Did you see after credits either time? I did and Nothing Nothing? Is there, any, is there anything after the credits? Yeah What's after the credits? Um, It's him and the uh, the lemur, uh-huh. uh, they're sitting at that Serenity peach tree, yeah, yeah. and uh, the uh, lemur offers him some buns, Okay. and they eat them together. And, and then it, it pans back, and it shows a peach tree coming up from where they planted that peach pit earlier. Oh, that's sweet. It's really nice. I will buy that DVD. Um, Me too. I thought, they, I thought if anything, after the credits, they would address it, but I, I really... I had to urinate. Mm. Um, 
I took Laura to see this movie, The Strangers, where Liv Tyler uh, and her buddy Scott Speedman, um, they go and they spend some time at his uh, like parents' vacation home after a wedding, and they've had a falling out, and he leaves to go get her cigarettes, and in the meantime, some people show up and start harassing her. This is a horror movie from like a first-time director. His name is... I want to say Brian Boitano, but I know it's not Brian Boitano. <laughs> no, it's Brian, Brian Bert, Bertino or something like Couldn't that. Uh, cool guy. What, what I like about the story is he has the same manager as a friend of mine. And supposedly he got the call that they loved his script and wanted to make the movie while he was a PA. And he literally dropped what he had in his hands and walked off the set. <laughs> and those are the kind of movies you want to have. It's Except true. you have a cool job. No, I do. I like my job. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone that has my job... It's sort of developing their own right. thing on the You're side. writing stuff and stuff like that? Trying to. It's okay. Uh, I, I just remember when I was working on Fat Actress. Did not enjoying it. You worked and, on Fat Actress. Yeah, I just remember as a PA on Fat Actress being like, I am not enjoying this whatsoever. And looking for anything to make my days better. To the point where I was tricked into going... I was leaving the set once. And the president of our production company, a really nice woman, comes over and goes, Jonathan, what are you doing tomorrow? And I thought... A chance for overtime I need the money That's good Chance for overtime I'm not doing anything tomorrow Ready to work Great Because we just got tickets To um, What's the name of the guy Who sings Copacabana Barry, Barry Manilow. Manilow She says I, We just got a box at the, at the pond In Anaheim For Barry Manilow tomorrow And you and your girlfriend Are invited And I was mm-hmm. like she already knows I'm not doing anything tomorrow, so saying yeah, that's she kind of suckered you. Horrible. Yeah. So cut to 24 hours later, and I'm just sitting here like this. How was Barry? With people, I, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily like want to hang out with the people I work with. Like, don't want to be a jerk coworker. Barry was phenomenal, uh, and the whole stadium was like secretary's gone wild. It, <laughs> it was um, brutal. Uh, so, so yeah, this guy got the call. He made this movie. I think it's a good movie. It's um, my one word review would be satisfying uh, for you horror fans. Uh, there are moments where the main characters do things that you're like, okay, don't be stupid, but they did it anyway. And uh, it would have been nice to see the script go above that, mm-hmm. where the characters aren't just doing stupid mistakes. But it only happens a few times in the movie. You forgive it because the scares, the design of the scares, and the pacing of the movie is actually really good. So if you guys are looking for something to see outside of the animated movies or the big blockbusters and you're a horror fan, uh, this movie should satisfy you. If um, if you're interested in the movie but not enough to probably go see it, uh, you'll be just as satisfied on Netflix watching this movie. It's not a big effects movie at all. Uh, and it will work just as well on a small screen as it does on the big screen. Um, and it, I just like watching uh, Liv Tyler. I, I really like watching her. She's a sweetie. She, um, I guess when I saw the commercials in the trailer, um, it reminded me of Vacancy, which I had just watched. Oh, oh, that movie's dreadful. And did not enjoy. So it was just too soon and with such a similar setup that I couldn't Ooh, bring myself to so want to go. And it's through no fault of this movie It's just no. a bad association I made well, so Vacancy I... did, visually Was it took the, the, the color scheme of neon signs And it put it throughout the entire movie yeah. You tell me If you like just staring at fucking neon signs You know what I mean? Like Jesus mm-hmm. Saves, Vacancy, Motel Like those neon signs right. 
You want to watch that shit for an entire movie? There was the color scheme of those neon signs in almost every shot of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they just had that hard lighting. And you're like, dude, it's, I don't want to watch this shit visually. And on top of that, you put a really bad convoluted storyline in it where the characters are really acting stupid. Yeah, that was the thing. Like They're, they're just being dumb. That is why I did not enjoy Cloverfield. Because mm. the characters were doing things that were just so stupid. And I know the dude has to have a camera for you to have a movie. But honestly, motherfucker, put down the camera and run. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed Cloverfield for, like, its technical merits. You had to remove your brain. Fun, but I'm not going to see it again. You won't see that movie again. This movie, uh, if you want to do, like, horror directing and stuff like that, watch the pacing in this movie. They do a good job, and they do a great job with the sound design, which is a lot of horror a, films. Yeah. It's just that sound design where you just get a lot of the jumps from just having a harsh sound. Something that's you know visceral and gets you jumping. Did a really good job. I'm I'm interested to see what this guy directs next. You know, knowing that this is his first movie and it's uh, it was commercially successful. They did a good job counterprogramming it against Sex in the City, which you enjoyed. I I'm putting go that wor- I'm putting words in your mouth. Exactly. Fucking with you. I'll say I no. I, you went to I see this really movie. Like it. I did go to see this. Well, why did you and, see this uh, movie, Sex in the City? I went because my girlfriend really wanted to see that. Sometimes you owe them. And I take her to a lot of movies that she doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. want to see. And to be honest, I'll pretty much watch anything. Mm-hmm. And That's so what we do. I'm not trying to say like, oh, I went because she made me go, and I would never yeah. go otherwise. You went because you love her. Exactly. And you support her. But it is kind of important to uh, um, my review. To know that I have no prior experience mm-hmm. with Sex in the City. So did it run for like, what, six, seven seasons? I don't know. I, I mean, when I was dating Kirsten, she was a big fan of Sex in the City. Laura's not into it. She, she went with a friend of hers uh, because Laura recently had knee surgery. In her, in the, and when I found out that I had to be <laughs> out of the country a little longer, I needed somebody to take care of Laura. And she agreed to help. So as payment... Or I went to see the Sex in the City movie um, But when I was dating Kirsten Like I don't know how fucking long those shit went But I know that every time a guy Fucked up in that show I would hear about it And it's yeah. just like dude What the fuck Don't yell at me cause so and so fucking fucked over Carrie Exactly Like I don't give a shit It's and, called fiction Like and, this relationship's gonna be if you keep this shit up And I know it's really successful And I know a lot of girls identify Like mm-hmm. even when my girlfriend was talking about it She's like oh I'm the this one of the group I don't yeah. really remember the names And it's important. my friend Nicole is the This one of the group <clears throat> That's so why that, that show is successful Yeah, exactly. absolutely But And so she She was kind of disappointed too She was hoping for mm-hmm. a little more But uh, For me with no prior Experience watching this um, Like at the beginning There's characters that she's known For five years And you're just playing catch and up And they introduce And immediately they have a conflict like uh, someone cheats on someone else Sure And you find out in like the first 10 minutes Maybe 15 But for someone who hasn't seen it um, You could give a fuck They don't set up the characters Oh that's not right They're Like I know that they've been together uh. Like they have a kid I'm probably giving things away If you're really interested But Yeah uh, whatever um, But like I don't care Yeah For and if they and if they don't have you in the first 10 15 minutes, it's hard right. to play it's hard for you to play catch up emotionally with these characters. Right. And like everything else was done fine, like it wasn't a badly they turned made the camera or shot on. movie. Right. Exactly, but uh like not um not knowing about it beforehand, mm-hmm. I just they're just all acting crazy. So, let me tell you guys why you're going to go see Sex in the City. I went to see this Kung Fu Panda. I went to see The Strangers. And I'll get to my review of, of, of the Zohan movie in a bit 
But at each of these theaters, they have been playing Sex in the City. And you hang out in the lobby, and watching the women who walk in and out of these screenings of Sex in the City, guys, this is the fucking dating event of the year, right here. It's not in a bar, it's not, at the, it's not in a party, it's at the theater with the Sex in the City screenings. I haven't seen so many girls done up and ready for a fucking place outside of a wedding. Like, they are ready yeah. to go. I've saw so many hot cougs walking into this screening the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Where are all these girls coming from? There are girls all yeah. in this fucking theater. Like, wh- and they're all dressed up. Like, they're ready to go. What is this shit? It's looked a- like a bar. They're all going into Sex in the City. That's very like, much how it was for me. Except we went shit. at like 4 on a Sunday. Laura went at 9 a.m. or like 9.30 a.m. to the Century 15. Right. And all these ladies were rearing to go. We just went to see the Zohan movie at that same Century 15. And afterwards we went to eat lunch. And mm-hmm. all the girls had come out of Sex and the City. And they were all eating lunch around us ready to go. Right. And there was some hot snang hanging out. I was like, holy shit, I gotta tell the Geekscapists about this. The place to go, go see a movie that is screening with Sex and the City. I don't care what you go see, but go an hour early, stay an hour late, and pick up some chicks. You know what? Go see Sex and the City. And afterwards, say something fucking cheesy and lame to a girl. Because they're gonna be vulnerable. They're gonna be ready to hate men, and in return, love them. Because their fucking emotions are gonna be rearing to go. All the men do redeem themselves at the end. But you will be picking up someone who identifies with a character who's really into $500 shoes. So, I mean, think about that. Well, you don't want to stay with them for too long. You just want to get what you're going to get and get out. Um, Yeah, this Sex in the City thing. Sweetie, while you're limping in here, we were talking about the Sex in the City, this thing about all the girls. Uh, Are you okay? You're walking around. Yeah, I was just looking to see what your time was. Oh, I'm fine. I, I mean, if you want to, I've got it right here on my phone. I know how time. I, I know how we're doing. Okay. We got thirty minutes. Okay. Um, Laura is limping around the house. You are probably the most active person who's just had an injury. <laughs> I, we went to uh, eat like downtown Century City. You know that place over by Ford's filling station, yeah, something yeah. like that. We got to eat at that barbecue restaurant. And afterwards, okay, I'm like, I'm gonna go walk and get the car. She's like, I'll go to Coldstone. So she goes to the Coldstone. I get the car. I miss her on the drive past because she's fucking doing backflips or something. She just had knee surgery. <laughs> no. I go no. And, I, and I wave and I go and I go just you know I'm waving like just stay there. And I'm, 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 I'm going to turn around. I'm going to turn around. Meet me over there. That's so I'm in the time mm. in the time it takes me to go around a block and turn around and reset myself to go after the same pass, she's crossed the fucking street. So I'm like Jesus <laughs> Christ, she's crossing the street. So I'm like okay, now I'm going to go around a fucking alley and come around. And she's walked down a block, and I'm like, "Will you fucking stop? This ain't Frogger, okay? You just had knee surgery. We'll just st- for a person who's si- who's supposed to just be on a couch for two weeks." And I was not even using my crutches because I'm holding. You want me to go get you Wii Fit? I'm gonna go get you Wii Fit. Why don't you do some Wii Fit while you're rehabilitating? Because you can probably do handstands right now, okay? I just wanted to check on your time, but okay. <laughs> please leave us to please leave us to being geeks. Where's the charger for me? The charger for the DS, uh, it's on there. I'll get it in 30 minutes. Laura, I got Laura since she's on the couch. I got her uh, Professor Layton. I will get it in 30 minutes. Come on. No, it's not in there, sweetie. I, I'll get it in 30 minutes. You got, a, no, you got a good knee I can take care of. Professor Layton's kind of infuriating. Yeah, she's playing it right now. Yeah. She's way addicted to it. Uh, I'm a good boyfriend. Um, but seriously, guys, Sex and the Sea will get you laid. Uh, went to see this Adam Sandler movie, The Zohan. It had horrible reviews. This don't mess with the Zohan movie. Yeah, I I couldn't really get excited enough to go to this. One. It had horrible reviews. 
and I wanted to see it. And I wanted to see it because one of the reviews I read was that supposedly Adam Sandler was beyond this kind of moronic sophomoric humor. And I said, you know what? Moronic sophomoric humor? I'm there. My favorite film that he's ever done is Happy Gilmore. And see, that's why I think you would like this movie. Really? Because he, you know, he hit the wedding singer. He started playing a little more of a mm-hmm. leading man. And he got away from playing the retard. And this is right. a movie about a, an Israeli guy with Down syndrome. I believe it's Down syndrome because he acts fucking retarded. <laughs> who's like the most badass, uh, like Mossad I've seen fighter the, ever. the trailer. He's doing like bullet teeth catches. But what he and... really wants to do is shape hair. So he fakes his death and he goes to the U.S. where he starts on the bottom up in an Israeli-Palestinian neighborhood with warring sizes, a little bit of a, of a deal going on. And he works for a Palestinian girl in her hair salon, which is failing because they're jacking up the rent to force in a new mall. Right. And those are the villains, the white guy. Uh, and so you have a lot of uh, story going on about... It becomes a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet, where you have the Palestinian side and the Israeli side. Why can't they just get along? He's in love with her, this and that. There's a lot of that in the movie. There's a lot of this sort of uh, social commentary in the movie. It's still... One of the dumbest movies you'll see And I say that with Having completely enjoyed this movie From the first second on <laughs> Guys, if you do not enjoy this movie In the first five minutes Get up And leave And get your ticket money back Because the first five minutes will It tonally sets the movie He fucking plays hacky sack On the beach with a bunch of Israeli kids Wearing the fucking ridiculous like Thong looking thing it start, The movie starts out on his crotch and that sets the tone Like th- It's not a smart movie It's a hilarious movie But it's fun And he does this fucking super heroic shit Which is amazing It's just ridiculous Like when he's chasing the dude on the jet ski Swimming like a dolphin Yeah It's amazing If you like that kind of retarded shit You're gonna love this movie right, So just over the top There is no top <laughs> there, th- This movie is awesome This is I, I love this movie and, and it's getting shit reviews but I think people are fucking going in there expecting him to play, like do click. I don't like click. You can like click. I love the wedding singer and I love mm. punk drunk love. Love it. But this is him going back to really playing retarded characters like mm. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. This is the stuff we loved watching him do in college. You were in high school, uh, and I'm glad he's doing it. John Turturro plays the bad guy. I love John Turturro. He's great in this in the way that he wasn't in Transformers. You know, Transformers is just like, dude, yeah, what are you doing in this movie? Like, yeah. Here he plays the Palestinian fucking suit, like he, the equivalent of Zohan. What Zohan is to the Israelis, like as a hero, mm-hmm. as a war hero, John Turturro is. He's the Phantom, and uh, and uh, of course you got Rob Schneider as like someone who I think the backstory between him and Zohan is hilarious. But now he's this New York City cab driver uh, who also does the um, the uh, phone. He's also a phone solicitor While he's driving the cab mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, so he's making like a He has two jobs You know Does he say you can do it? He, he does not say you can do it Spoiler, but he does not that's, say you can do it That's the first movie. in a long line uh, It would have been funny uh, But I did get up and use the bathroom once So maybe in that time he did do it uh, No, this movie's good And it's funny And you'll enjoy it If you just want to really, really, really watch A funny, dumb movie um, you know, Robert Smigel wrote it Judd Apatow wrote it Adam Sandler wrote it And they did not go out to make Something that was poignant Or personal like a Judd Apatow movie Or had the com- 
you know, or it was something closer to Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Okay. You're gonna get something like that. It has its social commentary, but it's really fucking funny. And uh, and Robert Smigel has a small role in the movie. You get well. you get a Chris Rock cameo. You get a bunch of cameos in it. Uh, dude, go see this movie. I'm serious. If you if you think my shit's funny, it's completely stupid. Go, you're gonna have fun. Motherfuckers fly, flipping all over the damn screen like a monkey. It's it, that, it's not trying to be smart. It's just trying to be funny. That's all you. That's all I can ask for right now. Well, I wasn't gonna see it, but now I probably will. If you don't like it, come on, go watch your fucking Cloverfield and your Transformers. I think, I, in all honesty, like I think, if you go with your friends and you don't take it seriously, you're gonna be fucking laughing your ass off. And and the 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 comedy in here is hardcore racist. Really? You're watching this and you're like, dude, that is so fucking racist against both Israelis and Palestinians. He puts a fucking chocolate bar through hummus. He's eating all this hummus. Like, they're just eating hummus nonstop through this entire movie. As wow. <laughs> a fucking. It's, and it gets worse. You're watching these insults fly back and forth between the Israelis and Palestinians, and you're like, dude, not only is that horribly racist and funny, but it's absolutely true how we think about things. Uh, so, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I apologize for enjoying it. Uh, I, I, we were talking about Dragon, Dungeons and Dragons in the living room And I just gotta tell you I was so, so looking forward to the Dragonlance animated movie Because that was my shit in middle school And after about 30 minutes I could not watch any more of it It was so bad You know the animated like so Dragonlance movie? so bad you turned movie? off a rental That's Yeah the Netflix I was like this wow. is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen It looks like it was Like you're an animator I, Right You, you would have found the, this sweatshop in Korea Where the fuck they animated this And you would have lopped the kids wow. hands off Because they stole 30 minutes from you and that's what you do to thieves This thing was so bad <laughs> It was so bad Wow It was like You know how they say like 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 If you put enough monkeys in a room with typewriters For enough mm-hmm. lo- like for long enough to write Shakespeare Really? They tried to fucking do that with a cartoon <laughs> like They tried to give them all pencils And be like make a cartoon out of this Not quite Shakespeare huh? They, I don't think they gave the monkeys enough time like wow. so, just they, after thirty minutes, they were like, "Okay, you got the cartoon." <laughs> they threw it on the screen. This fucking shit's horrible. Wow. Yeah, and I could not have been more excited to be like, "Oh, my childhood animated on the big, on the fucking mm. DVD." In a straight to DVD release from who? Who made it? Do you know? Well, Wizards of the say? Coast. You know that put out right. Magic Cards. Like they own D and D now. Okay. So they had a hand in it. It's like an animation studio. It's that shit was fucking I wonder if horrible. it's one of those things where they just say, look, if we make this, enough people will buy it. I would have taken Where if the we make it cheap cartoon. enough, we can always get it money back. Remember the old Dungeons & Dragons cartoon? That shit used to scare no. the shit out of me. The little wizard guy? You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a Saturday morning cartoon that taught you how to worship the devil. No. <laughs> Clearly it's paying off for you. Well, next week we got the fucking movie you worked on. It's true. The Hulk. I, I like that movie. That was a good movie. Uh... So there's some more movies coming up. Transformers Two in news. Uh, Transformers Two has a has a a name. <coughs> it's a shitty name. It's called uh, Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> that really? title says nothing. What does that so, fucking mean? <coughs> so someone, Sorry. someone coming back. We Who be- left? Jazz was the only one that died in the first movie. The black robot. Yeah, the black robot who sacrifices himself, of course. Yeah. Transformers One was crap. Mm, oh, definitely. Now, now they're gonna make Transformers Two. We're of course gonna go watch it. Right. Transformers Revenge One of the looks Fallen? good, but it was not good. Revenge of the um, Fallen. What does that mean? <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I picked up a bug and uh, overseas. It would be great if in the first scene they're just hanging out and one of them trips and falls. 
Mm. And that's the setup. It would be it would be great in the first scene. They're all watching TV and they're watching the original Transformers cartoon, and the entire movie takes place in that cartoon. And that's the whole damn movie. It's actually the real Transformers, uh, and uh, Vince DiCole and um, and Stan Bush do the soundtrack, and it's actually like fucking the Transformers movie that we know from the '80s, and that's the fucking movie. That's all we wanted. That's all we wanted yeah. was the Autobots designed like the Autobots we wanted. Oh, for that's sure. All we wanted. And they're like, well, we couldn't justify them realistically. It's like, dude. The fucking transforming exactly. robot They're robots cars. That turn from cars to giant Remember walking that argument? machines. Michael Bay was like, "Oh, we had to change Bumblebee into a Camaro because realistically, it wouldn't have held up on the screen." It's like, listen, fuckface, it's a transforming car, and I apologize for calling you fuckface. That is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Realistically, it wouldn't have held up on screen. It's like, dude, it's a transforming car. I heard that uh... Revenge of the Fallen. Did anybody even like? What is that? You took a, you, It's like you took names from other sequels. And you morphed them together. It's like you transformed the title of your sequel. Revenge of the Fallen takes Revenge of the Sith and some other shit-ass sequel name, and you put it together. You're transforming the title of your very own movie. This is retarded. The craziness must stop. Rant over, please. On a related note, I heard that uh, the reason they didn't use the the bug, the Volkswagen, was that Volkswagen wouldn't let them. That's just a rumor. I don't know. That's if it's fine. True. It's like but tell us that. Yeah, exactly. You can we say understand. they just don't want their car punching other cars. They just don't want their car. That's fine. In a shit ass movie, <laughs> or that. Um. So Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, he's got his own film production company. Uh, they're putting a movie together with Paramount, based on the Atari creators Nolan Bushnell and Ted Deloney. Uh, I guess there's a book about um, the Atari, uh, the founding of Atari, and the whole history of that. Uh, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio wants to play one of the founders of Atari So I thought you guys would be interested in that news um, I think he's an incredible actor um, He's really fucking talented Call him what you will, whatever But you guys have to admit he's extremely talented And this movie, dude, could you imagine a movie about Atari being like an Oscar nominee? Because this be dude's okay only like attaching himself to like Oscar nominated movies You know what I mean? Like The Aviator and shit? That's true He only wants to go after an Atari movie at the Oscars Yeah is there uh, King of Kong got nominated for an Oscar should have won And rightly so um, Let's talk comics, I know you're not into it I'm But not. I gotta tell you, I read the best comic of the year It was Joss Whedon and John Cassidy's Astonishing X-Men Annual uh, You know that, that Joss Whedon was writing the X-Men book yeah, first, I do now oh, Dude, the first, you like Joss Whedon? You have I to. do If you're yeah. sitting on this couch doing the show, you have to watch like Joss Whedon He basically... Like revamped the X-Men You know what I mean uh, For Marvel He took the X-Men He gave us back The main X-Men team And told a great story For the first 12 issues The second 12 issues In his 24 issue run uh, A lot of people think It lost steam A lot of people thought It kind of lost its way And he and uh, But he did some things That were interesting And uh, And it was You know You gotta read it Because it's Joss Whedon He was gonna end the whole thing With a giant size annual uh, it came out I picked it up at Forbidden Comics in London Because I just had to I couldn't wait to get back to my, my comic book store And get my books I had to read this thing It not only made up for the, sec- for the second half Of the 24 issues It was the best comic book I've read all year uh, If you guys have you know Dropped off reading this Josh Whedon book I don't know why uh, This thing not only completes The run it does so in a way that will blow you away. It's got emotion. It's got 
incredible pacing. It's got incredible artwork. In the first page, you see Spider-Man swinging through the streets of New York. So immediately you know that he's going to take this X-Men story and widen the scope to encompass the entire Marvel Universe, which is, you know, the Earth is threatened, so why not? Uh, it reads like an annual. It kicks ass like an annual. And it finishes his run in the best way possible. Um, with lasting consequences for the rest of the X-Men books, which is cool. Um, I can't say enough about this book. It was easily the best book I read all year. Uh, there's moments all over the book that you're just like, holy shit, that kicks ass. You turn the page, you read a couple panels, holy shit, that kicks ass. And it just escalates to where the last page of the, uh, of the book, you have this lump in your chest because it's just a really emotional uh, ending. And we'll see what happens. I mean, you should read it. I readily recommend it. And if you're a Joss Whedon fan, you do not need to know the X-Men. You don't need to get picked up into any of that continuity shit that scares you from the X-Men books. Will, you will pick up this uh, trade of the first 12 issues of X-Men. Within the first book, you'll have known everything going into it that you need to know. And you'll just be clicking. Because you know the guy's a good writer. You know he knows how to do character. You know how he does how I mean... Some people can't transition from like one medium into comics mm-hmm. or vice versa. Well, it's not like I don't know who the X Men right. are. I've read comics in the and past. And if you've seen the movies, it I'd should be enough just information. Not up on them. Dude, you're going to love it. Uh, there's a little bit. What I'm saying is there's a little bit going on about in the X Men books when he picked it up that had to do with continuity of like what had happened to the team. Colossus had, you know, sacrificed himself to cure the legacy virus, things like that. So Colossus is dead at the beginning of Joss Whedon's run. Um, stuff like that, the history of the of the the White Queen and and Emma Frost, all that stuff. You gotta get, you gotta know some of that stuff going in, but they really lay it out. Uh, Final Crisis though is a big DC thing that's supposed to end all these different crises. I read the book. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think I'm like you. I I pick it up and I'm like, do I, how familiar with DC do I need to be to really get what happened in Final Crisis? Because right. I think I'm familiar with DC. I know the big guns. I know this deals with the big guns. But I'm reading this, and I'm like, I'm just not emotionally invested because I don't know what's... I, I was let down by it. I, I I didn't know what was going on, and I expected a little more because it was Grant Morrison. Uh, no. And then I read this Mark Millar book, 1985, which is supposed to be a big event. And it was cool. looked good. But no idea where it's going to go, and supposedly it's linked into the next Wolverine run and the next uh, and what he's doing in Fantastic Four. So we'll just see how that pans out. But 1985, I read it, put it down, and just was like, okay, I'm going to reread this on a Jack Spin Annual. So I don't know. Comics, I will not bore you. I'm just glad you're reading Invincible. I am. Um, if anyone hasn't read Invincible, uh, you can read it. The first 90 pages are free online, and I don't remember what the website is. <laughs> and keep in mind, it's probably something and you probably find it through Image Comics, their website. Yeah, like it's a sanctioned thing. It's not just like a guy scanned them and put them right. on his website illegally. It's uh, I pretty much only read free comics. Well, I gotta. And t- I don't buy comics, but if other people buy them and let me read them, that's what I do. Right. Well, I gotta tell you, like this is coming from a guy who doesn't read comic books regularly, no. and this is a superhero book, which is to a lot of people who don't read comics, they're like, dude, I'm not touching that shit. Mm. Superhero book? No, thank you. Count me out. Right. You know, it's a lot. This dude does not read comics. He picked up Incredible. He loves it. He should love it. It's it's good. I don't know what's keeping you guys. And I don't even know if you've gotten to the big twist. 
No. Keep reading. That's all I gotta say. Like, okay. you're enjoying it. I know what that first story arc is. What you've read, you're digging it. You're into it. It's cool. It's hip. Prepare for this series to go from something you enjoy to something you are absolutely addicted to. And trade number nine just came out this past week, so I gotta go pick it up so I can keep my addiction going. This is the best superhero comic on the stands regularly. The Joss Whedon thing, this thing I just suggested to you, it's great, but it's only 25 issues. And then if you want to keep reading, I think Warren Ellis does does the next run, but... You know, I'll read it. You don't have. You may not want to, but this invincible thing is the best fucking superhero book consistently on the stands. It's it's good. Gilmore let I me guess borrow his better. trades. It doesn't get better. It gets like you, literally. Will you're going to be addicted, and then you're going to do something that a lot of geekscape is yelling at me for. You're then going to start going into comic book stores, being like, "What else is cool?" Hmm. And then you're going to fucking be like, "I can't afford my food," and then you're going to stop eating. I uh, I did do that, and then I kind of <clears> fell off on a couple. Tell you, man, this shit is dangerous. This shit is dangerous. You gotta stop. Listen, I don't, I don't do drugs. And I don't drink alcohol. And I don't smoke cigarettes. And I'm thinking that all that money that people are like, oh, that's really good of you. <laughs> I respect that. How fucking condescending is that? I was in England, and those motherfuckers drink like that shit's water. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you don't drink? I respect that. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I didn't do it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did it so I could buy my comics. Can you understand that? <laughs> because when you spend in respect liquor a is week, lost. I spend in comics a week, and if I was to say that to you, that respect would <laughs> yeah, be gone. the respect would be gone. I'd be like, "You fucking pathetic loser," you know. But that's the truth of it, you know. I had to come back, and I gotta buy my books. Like, I got my other addictions. I got my own demons that I wrestle with. Yeah, the only one that I really follow now, and I'm looking forward to, is Scott Pilgrim. But that comes out like once a year, so it's amazing. Scott Pilgrim there. is amazing. It's not a superhero book. Scott Pilgrim no. is amazing. But it's outstanding. And I gotta tell you, uh, we have our production offices in Soho in mm-hmm. London. I saw Edgar Wright twice. Really? Yeah, because I think he lives or works in Soho, which is in London, uh, right. like south of uh, of Oxford Street. And we have a production company. And one morning, I ran out to breakfast, uh, and I, I went to get this fucking thing. I don't know what it was, but it looked like fucking a sandwich. Like it looked like a sandwich roll with bacon on it and must and like. Mayonnaise And I'm like Fucking food weird This is food It's like a white slice of bread With mayonnaise on it And bacon strips And I'm like That's That's a little weird fuck is, Why are you charging me this Why are you charging me money for this Yeah <laughs> Like This is like Half of a BLT <laughs> <laughs> This isn't That's like a third of a BLT Why are you charging me this uh, So uh, But I saw him And then uh, We were at like a pub And uh, I was on the phone outside And he came walking by And, and I'm like Dude it's crazy. I saw him twice in a matter of, uh, of like eight days. Edgar Wright walking around Soho. It was crazy. Well, I'm really excited about his Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I just think that entire thing sounds good. Sounds good. The comic got better as it went on. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I got that first edition. I wasn't even really into it until the end when they have the fight. Right. You're like, this just got so much better. Now I know what this is about. Exactly. They're right. not just slackers sitting around. I had the exact same approach. I read the first third of that first Scott Pilgrim trade, and I didn't know what it was about. I just mm-hmm. knew that it was okay. Yeah, I, I had it recommended to me, and so I just picked it up because of that. Finally, at the end, you read it, and you're like, I'm going to buy the second one. Yeah. And by the time you start reading the second one, you're in it to win it. 
Oh, for sure. And this third one and the fourth one, you're addicted. Yeah. Uh, the guys, I will buy them all. Do yourself a favor if you haven't. Pick up Invincible and, and Scott Pilgrim. Just don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. There was a time when this man was living in a cave. He opened his eyes. He opened his mind. And now he lives among us. We're educated. We're, we're geeks. We're geekscapists. Um, I, I came back home and I bought this... Uh, check this out. This is my new thing right here. Because I'm going back to England to shoot another video. Yeah. And I might... I don't know. I pitched a video. I find out tomorrow, but I pitched a video in Toronto. So, Martin, uh, you Toronto escapists, Satori, I might be coming to Toronto. But I picked this up. And I know the PSP has been out a while. I know the God of War game has been out a while, but that's my new shit right there. God of War Red PSP. Uh, I just got it because I knew. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I was going to be playing. Uh, I knew I was going to be flying a bit. So, like, I was like, okay, give me something to do. Uh, the God of War game's great. I put a, I got a screen on it to protect it, and uh, and I guess it came with super bad, a movie that I enjoyed, but I'll wait until I'm ca- held captive on a plane to watch it. Um, but the God of War game's fucking awesome. It's just, I mean, it's it doesn't take one. You know what I mean? Usually when they port something onto a portable system, like a franchise or something, it takes yeah. a little bit of a dip in fun. The God of War game is just as much fun on this thing as it was on the PS2, which is crazy. Like, have you played on the PS2? Oh yeah, yeah. Work? I like, played both of those. Like this one is just as good. It's really? fucking crazy, and yeah, and you don't expect it to be. Like, yeah, you'd like, expect like a dumbed down, and you'd forgive it if thing it was with not the as God good. of War name, but not as fun. It's just as fun, and and the battles are just as big, even on that tiny little screen. So I think if I, if we book, you know, if we book this job in Toronto or when I do this thing in the UK, we'll do. Uh, I want to get Pat upon, and I want to get that Ratchet and Clank size matters game. That, that's what I'll be playing because I got to tell you, I flew there and I watched. Uh, what did I watch? I watched. Um, it was cool. I, I flew on New Zealand Airlines, and they have movies on demand. And really? I think I think this is a really good forum topic. If you guys get on Geekscape.net/forums and check out our forums on Geekscape, uh, there's all these topics. I think a great topic would be movies you watched on a plane, because you watch shit that you wouldn't watch normally any other way. I watched Scooby Doo Two on a plane. Exactly. See. I watched this movie before the devil knows you're you're dead. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. I wanted to watch it, uh, and I had it Netflixed, but I hadn't seen it yet. So I was like, okay, I'll just watch it on the plane. Uh, I watched that there. It was fine. On the way back, I was like, okay, semi pro. I never fucking saw it. Yeah. So I'll watch it, but I'll watch it on a plane. I'll watch it on a plane. For but sure. you'll watch it on a plane. I watched that. They had Beverly Hills Cop. They had like a classic section of movies. So I watched Beverly Hills Cop, which is great. It's a fucking classic. And of course. And then I looked up and I was like, okay, it's an 11 hour plane flight. I just watched four hours of the movies. I did a little bit of video games on my Game Boy, did a little bit of, you know, reading, some sleeping. Woke up and it was like four hours left on my flight. I was like, Jesus fucking, like, what the fuck do I gotta do to just land this damn plane? I'm climbing the walls. So I watched Definitely Maybe. (laughs) 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 And that's what we gotta talk about in this forum topic. I would not have watched. Definitely, maybe any other way, but if I was held hostage on a fucking plane, and let me tell you, if I'd have had an extra three hours on that shit, I would have fucking added twenty-seven dresses to the list because I like that girl, Catherine uh, Heigl. I like Catherine Heigl, but I chose this is me. Okay, this is how I think. I was like, okay, twenty-seven dresses with Catherine Heigl, or definitely maybe with Isla Fisher, the chick from the fucking Mummy, and my girl. You know Elizabeth Banks Who's like Fucking ultimate Right 
So I went with the three chicks instead of the one <laughs> chick, and that's how I watched what Definitely Maybe. That? And I gotta tell you, this Definitely Maybe fucking good movie. I'll tell you right now, that really? shit was yeah, yep. It's, this movie is about a man whore guy who uh, is getting a divorce, and his daughter's all depressed. The fucking chick from uh, from uh, what's the name of that fucking movie <laughs> where she's like a beauty contestant or some shit with Greg Kinnear? It was an indie movie. Oh, um, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> so yeah. Little Miss Sunshine chick. He's like, Daddy, tell me, why don't you love Mom anymore? And he's like, well, why don't you, I tell you how little mo- Mom and I met, right? And she's like, okay. So he starts telling these fucking stories about three girls that he dated, and it changes the names, any of one of right. which could have been a mom. And so he tells the story about how he fell in love with each of them. Mm-hmm. And the little girl's like, I mean, this chick's probably fucking confused out of her fucking mind right. by the end of it. <laughs> but she starts calling her dad a slut and shit, which is fine. But man, by the end of this movie, I was like, oh, "This shit is for real." <laughs> like, I was into it. So that would be something good to talk about on the forum too. Not, not only what you watched, but if you were surprised in a good way or in a bad way. Cause, yeah, because like you said, watched Scooby Doo too. Scooby Doo too. And you probably wanted to open the fucking safety hatch and jump out of the plane. Part of it could have been because I hadn't seen Scooby Doo one. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that wasn't it. It's was probably the worst movie. You probably hated it, huh? <laughs> There's not a Scooby Doo three. Like coincidence, I demand money back. <laughs> but uh, could have thrown you out of the fucking plane. It was not great. Well, like, really, it was my own. Could fault. Could you select the movie? Yes. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like but some this of those was... movies, you're held hostage with. It's like there's only screening one thing, and they run it on VHS, and you got to start right. watching it whenever you no. watch it. Mine, you selected it off a screen, and everybody could select their own movies. And uh, this one actually is my own fault. We were flying to uh, Poland. Oh, you're fucking dead. And so there's like a. We went from here to Amsterdam, right. and then a small connecting flight. And so that long flight is movies on demand, and uh, <clears throat> I'd watched like four good movies, and I was like, you know what? I don't need any more well thought out plots or fucking developed characters. I just want to land this plane. Give What's me, gonna get me painlessly. Give me Scooby Doo too. I need some. It really was like painkiller for my uh, brain. Just pain sh- inducer. It's like off. one of those things where like, if you're in pain. And you're like, oh shit! To get your mind off of it, you hit a fucking hammer on your toe to make right. that painful. So you stop thinking about the fact that you've had a finger cut. You're like, okay, now I'm thinking about the pain in my toe because I had a finger cut. So that's what you did. You were like, oh shit, I'm in so much pain. I just want to land the plane. So you watch fucking Scooby Doo too. Exactly. Oh, by the end of it, you're fucking landed. <laughs> you're like the Jello in Airplane too. Mm-hmm. Remember that when everybody turns into Jello. Please, well, don't tell me you haven't seen the Airplane movies. I've seen Airplane 2, but it's been a long time. I've seen Airplane a okay. bunch of times, so. Is that the one where it's in the future? No, they go to the fucking moon or some They're shit like, like in that. a rocket? Yeah. Or like a, yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's okay, you didn't, you know what? I take that back, you don't have to have seen Airplane 2. No, uh, first one will probably do, yeah. First one will do fine. Um, yeah, go on Geekscape.net, go to the forums, tell me what you fucking watched because you were held captive on a plane. Whether or not you enjoyed it, because I gotta tell you, man, if de- they make definitely, maybe, certainly the sequel, I'll watch it. I'll be there. I'll tell you right now, I'll be there. Uh, maybe on a plane, I'll be there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go go to that. Go to the forums. Uh, go to the website. You can submit news. Some of the news that I read today was submitted by our own very own Geekscapist, like my buddy Casino Skunk, who told us all about the horrible new name for this Transformer sequel. Um, we got that. We got T-shirts. You got your T-shirt right there. I do. That's yours. This. You know that, right? Awesome. I just had it. I I, I put it in the package, but that's your T-shirt. Uh, well, I'm not going to show my address to everyone, but yeah, but take uh, my uh, yeah. T-shirt. You can order a T-shirt. 
or uh, we also sold. We started because it's convention season. We started to sell uh, more of the um, the bags. We have Geekscape bags, and I didn't know this when I started it up, but they sell during the summer because people go to the beach. Really. Go to the beach with your little Geekscape bag or go to the convention and fill it with comics. That's what but it's when for. When you're at the beach and people are like, why is that guy so pale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right here. laughs> why is that person anemic? <laughs> that person looks like they never see the sun. That person today. just got carried out by the undertow and now he's drowning. <laughs> he, he just burst ha- into flames. He doesn't have the muscle strength to swim <laughs> back to shore. Um, Get a bag, get a t-shirt It's all at geekscape.net Also, uh, if you guys think this show is boring as shit You can only watch the, You can go on YouTube and watch the best of Just search for geekscape.net uh, Or geekscape You'll find some YouTube clips We are also friends on Facebook and MySpace If you go to MySpace MySpace.com slash geekscapenet You can be our friend And on Facebook, just search for geekscape I gotta tell you, My stepmom Alice From a couple episodes ago She's on Facebook now so add her Let her know You saw her in Geek's Game And think she's the fucking bee's knees And add her uh, But watch your language She's my stepmom And you know how I watched my language Yeah you toned it way down for I, that episode I, What am I gonna do? The woman raised me No I, of course I can't be like What's up bitch? <laughs> I can't talk like we did it here It would be fucking awful I definitely could be like Hey I'm Super Action Man There's a groin in your face stepmom <laughs> Which would just be fucking weird yeah. Uh so I'm not going to do that But you can definitely add her on Facebook uh, Of course add Geekscape's club Be a part of Geekscape um, I think that's all the plugs we need to do what, what, Do you have a website? It's a place for people to check out your shit? Um, I do actually um, There's not much on it right now It's willk.com Will, just the letter k.com No, like all one word That's real fucking easy Hey, what's up guys? Will and I forgot to mention Somewhere you can check out some of his writing And some of his photographs Some of his artwork um, from his time spent in Japan with another Geekscapist, Zen Show from the forums. Um, if you guys go to Japan, uh, Japanic, it's like, uh, here's the URL. Like, the URL's like right there. Uh, Japanic, there it is, it's right there. Uh, JapanicTV.com, uh, you guys can follow up with everything that Will's writing, doing his artwork, uh, and everything. On his own website So sorry we didn't put that plug in the show Sorry the show was a little technically uh, Challenged this week uh, My computer went down But now I get this nice little web camera To uh, talk to you guys And um, I'll see you guys next week So no more technical challenges The regular titles will be back No more red bar titles And uh, brand new Geekscape next week Alright Go check out Will's website